Jeannie Flavelle's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, President and CEO of McKinney Flavel, and today is May 6, 2022, and welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcast Series. I'm joined by a special guest, one of my favorite guests, and that's Jeffrey Rosinski, our consultant to the stars. Jeffrey, how are you? I'm doing great, Mike. How are you this wonderful Friday? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm having uh, a great week, and my daughter's birthday's tomorrow. She's turning 12. So, all you listeners out there, I'm 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 anticipating I need some advice as she enters her teen years. So, uh, yeah, there you go. And uh, coming off a great seminar last week, uh, you and Sean did a great job on the podcast last week. So, thank you for filling in and. And uh, we had a great seminar. Yeah, we were pinch hitting for our fearless leader on the podcast last week. You guys did a great job. Um, hey, Jeffrey, I got to ask you, you're a big 76ers fan. Um, are you guys going to come back and beat that Miami Heat? I got to ask you that. Well, we're, we're down 0-2 and the third game is tonight. And with, uh, with, with uh, Embiid still on the sidelines here injured, so it doesn't, uh, doesn't look good. So I'm probably going to be watching the game tonight and over the weekend, but you know, it's, yeah. not looking, it's not looking good in the series at this point. And Harden is just not stepping up at this point and kind of filling, yeah. that, uh, filling that void. Well, he is a very old man now at 33 or whatever he is. <laughs> old for the NBA, not for yeah. commodities. Not for commodities. You and I are much younger than that guy. I can tell you that. That's right. Um, hey, Jeffrey, I thought today we would uh, do something, I don't know, maybe some would say it's utterly ridiculous or a little cheesy or I don't know. I'll stop with that. But let's talk about dairy. There's a lot going on in the dairy world. Uh, you're our dairy expert, and I thought today we would uh, – uh, go ahead and, 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 you know, glass half full kind of stuff. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm riffing here. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's springtime. So that's the, that's the flush. And for those that are not Ooh. familiar with dairy, flush is the term that people use to talk about this time of the year. And it's literally the, the, the months of the year that the milk cow is the most productive. So you get more pounds per cow per day this time of the year than any other time in the year. And last week, as you said, was the McKinney Favelle Spring Seminar. It was also the ADPI Big Dairy Conference and Show in Chicago. So maybe I can talk a little bit at, uh, toward the end of that about some of the, you know, the sure. uh, the, the mood and the and the feelings of that uh, of that event. But it's uh, it is springtime in flush, and it's an appropriate time to talk about dairy. And there were three three pieces of news or information or reports that have come out this week. So yeah, I think the the timing is good to, uh, to to dive into this and talk a little bit about dairy. Well, let's do it. I'll move on over, and you can. <laughs> Sorry, I love dairy puns. <laughs> You're right. You've got a, you've got a ton of them here today, Mike. Well, let's dive into this. So the first news item that came out earlier in the week was GDT. That is the Global Dairy Trade Auction Event um, conducted by Fonterra. It's the bi-weekly online event where they um, you know, post products out there and look for bidders for the different dairy products. And like I said, one of the largest buying groups that's usually present in the auction are, are the Chinese. And they were um, mo- mostly absent from this most recent event. And uh, what we saw coming out of the event was that prices literally collapsed. So all categories retraced, um, specifically the fat-containing products. Uh, so those products like butter or anhydrous milk fat fell 12% respectively. 
Cheddar cheese was down 8.6%. Um, if you look then at the, uh, the big export products of, of dry-based dairy ingredients, things like whole milk powder and skim milk powder, uh, they also fell dramatically down 6.5% each as well. And it's interesting to note that whole milk powder is now trading at a discount, um, $200 a metric ton lower um, than skim milk powder, which is, uh, which is interesting. And I guess speaks more to the weakness of that, that fat component specifically. Overall, it was the, uh, the weakest single GDT auction event we've seen in nearly seven years. Wow. So big drop in, uh, in prices across the board, you know, globally speaking. And I think the big question that people are asking in, uh, in, that, in that event is, will this weakness now spill into prices that we're seeing here in the United States? Yeah, that's, that was my big question. Uh, do you have an opinion on that? Well, yeah, I mean, I do, but I think that opinion is framed up by, you know, two of the other uh, news events that came out during the week. So good segue there, Mike. Uh-huh. The next report that came out was the dairy products report, and uh, that kind of highlighted the position of different uh, key ingredients. So butter production for the month of March was 203 million pounds. That's 1.5% above March 2021, and it's 10.4% above February uh, the previous month, 2022 of this year. So clearly the pace is accelerating and more importantly, stocks and cold storage are rising again and building. And uh, in the most recent cold storage report, we, we moved from 263 up to 283 million pounds of butter from February to, to March. Turning now to dry products, non-fat dry milk uh, production for the most recent month was 190 million pounds. That was actually down 3.9% compared to March of 2021. Um, and whey was 82 million pounds. That was up 6.6%. So kind of mixed, mixed there. Um, more importantly, stocks of non-fat dry milk. When you look at manufacturer stock levels at the end of the month, and we look at the last you know um, three to four months. In December, we were 252 million pounds. In January, we rose to 261. February, we were 288 million. And the most recent month of March, we remained static at 288 million pounds. So. The good news is if, if you look at the trend over the last four months and we are gradually, gradually rising. And then the third item that kind of um, kind of frames out what I think is going to happen in terms of price levels concerns the dairy herd. Um, and we saw the milk cow and production by state and uh, region report that uh, USGA released this last week. And uh, I think the thing I'll lead off with is the month of February was adjusted 10,000 animals higher. And interestingly, that's the, that's the statistic and the number that the USDA said absolutely nothing about in the last milk production report. They kind of glossed over that fact altogether. The thing they keyed in, keyed in on was the month of March was 15,000 animals above February number. But you've got to keep in mind that February number was revised higher by 10,000. So when you add those two together collectively, the dairy herd actually increased by a whopping 25,000 animals. That's a that's wow. a big increase. Wow. I mean, very big. So the, the nice thing is the culling that really dominated the headlines and was really the name of the game last year, 2021, yeah. and spilled over even into the you know January of 2022. That is over. And we're, we're clearly now in a phase of expansion and a growing herd again, which is great news in terms of the supply of milk. Um, likewise, yield in the most recent milk production report was 67.6 pounds of milk uh, per cow per day. Um, that was uh-huh. a that was a new record, and we're going to be experiencing peak volumes or flush volumes over the next couple of months. The cold kind of wet spring that we've seen across the United States, it's maybe it's not good for corn, and it's not good for for planting progress for things like sugar beets and other crops. But I would tell you that cows love this cold weather. 
it really helps boost production levels in uh, milk solids in particular. So we're, I think we're going to see some pretty good, robust um, yield numbers um, from, from the herd over the next couple of months. Yeah. We're still 80,000 animals below March of 2021, but we're rebounding rapidly. And I think it'll only take another three to four months. And hopefully by the time we get into the summer months of June and July, we'll have largely recovered the herd levels back to where we were a year, year prior. Got so it. that's so I think overall, you know, that leaves me somewhat optimistic where yields are good. Yeah. The herd is growing. Stocks are increasing. And I would say at the same time, demand now is starting to slide or wane as we're starting to see the Fed put the brakes on, raise interest rates, and there's fears of recession and kind of economic slowdown on the horizon. So I think these are all reasons at this point to be, I think, hopeful or optimistic that we may see finally some price relief occurring, which is already underway in in the butter market. We've seen that slide from 275 down to 260 um, a pound. And it seems like nonfat dry milk has seen the highs and it's now in the process of kind of testing or knocking on the door of the dollar 70 level and may may in fact breach that when you finally get some of the, the traders and the brokers that are that are holding on to inventories kind of get a, a little dose of uh, dose of reality here and start to cut loose some of their stock levels wow you are you know this is this is a great recap and it's very uh it's very unlike what we've been telling customers on other commodities so yeah <laughs> you know much appreciated i'm sure for for any any dairy buyer out there and um yeah so it sounds like uh things at least in a positive direction for uh inventory yeah, we think so. I mean, at this point, all the signs or the fundamentals seem to be um, kind of aligned more with the buyers at this point, where you've got the herd recovering, you've got pretty good yields, you've got inventories rising and demand maybe in one of the more shakier positions than we've been over the last six to nine months. And I think we'll, we'll finish with with China. Um, you know, we're, we're not going through new rounds of closures and shutdowns you know, similar to what you know we're seeing over in China right now and, and talking to someone in Shanghai this last week that whole city is shut down yeah and you've got a lot of facilities that are not running and when those facilities are not running they're not um, you know placing orders for new uh, new stocks of, uh, of supplies yeah and if if that shuts off you know there's a lot of product that needs to find a new a new home and so I think that's another reason to be yeah. hopeful that you know from for a dairy perspective anyway, we might see a little bit of a correction here domestically. Okay. Well, those out there, uh, boy, you, you did a great job. That was, uh, uh, you are certainly legendary in your discussion. <laughs> you were looking for, you were looking for another dairy pun, weren't you? I was, I was, I was, but uh, great recap, Jeffrey. Uh, those out there interested who listened and like, what? do I do now? What would be my strategy for my dairy buy now? Give us a call. Jeffrey could definitely help navigate through that for you. So um, Jeffrey, do you have anything else before we let folks go on with their day? I'm curious with uh, what kind of a cake are you going to be getting for your for your 12 year old daughter? Is it going to be an ice cream cake by any chance? Uh, you know, she, she is going to go with an ice cream cake, but oh, I, I have it. to tell you, I love, as you can see, I love puns. One of my favorite places is Nothing Bunt cakes and they do bun cakes <laughs> and i was hoping that i would get a nothing bun cake but uh i was told last night it's an ice cream cake so uh, there you, can you nev- go you can never go wrong with an ice cream cake mike i know i love ice cream cakes myself so uh but yeah no i appreciate that yeah it's gonna be fun and they're gonna do shopping and and go to drive-in uh movie and yeah lots of candy it'll be fun excellent supporting the candy industry yes and the dairy industry through our ice cream cake. 
So well, there you go. As, o- as always, Mike, uh, thanks for having me. Great being with you and just um, wishing everyone a very uh, a very happy weekend here. Absolutely. As I always like to say, live with an attitude of gratitude. Live every minute moment with your friends and family. Don't you dare take it for granted. And until next week, take care, everybody. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favelle's IQ Ingredient Intelligence platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit bikini-favel.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.